one man who's been on the front lines for our nation's security since the Reagan administration is my friend Frank Gaffney. He stood with America against communism, Islamism, and the China threat. He also recognizes the enemy within and wants to preserve truth, justice, and the American way. Okay, he's not Superman, but Frank has helped preserve America through some dark times and awaken America during some great times. Unfortunately, we're in one of those dark periods again. Hopefully, it's just temporary. Here to shine the light, my friend, Frank Gaffney. Kevin, thank Welcome you for back. having me. Yeah, it's always High good to see you. praise from a great American. You know, you're visiting our Liberty Hawk Ranch, uh, which we just opened, uh, but we're having to have meetings because the America seems on the wrong track. And it's not just you and I that believe this. Poll after poll say Americans say it's on the wrong track. What say you? We are on the wrong track. Uh, the polls are evidence that the common sense of the American people is operating, what they're witnessing all around them domestically and internationally is evidence of what I believe is a wrecking operation by the Biden administration. I don't think you can attribute this uh, sort of comprehensive malfeasance to just incompetence. I think it's purposeful and I think the problem is it is weakening our country and endangering it in a moment when adversaries are very anxious to exploit such weakness and lack of resolve. Okay, let's, let's start with that and the idea. You've been in an administration. You know what good foreign policy looks like. You watched President Reagan literally dismantle uh, the Soviet Union control over Europe and other places. Uh, name some specifics. Uh, Afghanistan or whatever. What do you see that looks like a wrecking operation? It's easier to identify what doesn't. Okay. I, honestly, I can't think of a single policy initiative of the present administration that doesn't fit basically that mantra. Just give some examples as yep. you've been talking about on this program. Uh, the takedown of the dollar is a prime example of a self-inflicted economic warfare defeat. The opening of our border to what is now unmistakably an invasion. No question. It's yeah. only gotten worse, uh, especially with Title 42 being removed. The extent to which we have seen in Afghanistan, not just a defeat, but a humiliation compounded by the bequest to mortal enemies of 85 billion dollars of arms? Yeah, is, I mean, we hear that. We see that on the news. We see it in the open the books things. Is that true, though? I mean, when the Pentagon is withdrawing, you were at the Pentagon. Did, could they be so stupid as to leave that much stuff there? It is not a matter of stupidity. It is a design act of sabotage of our country. The military was obliged to go along with it. Um, because you know, the commander-in-chief ordered it. Because he ordered it, lawful orders, uh, as were the orders to remove their personnel before they got the civilians out, to turn over Bagram Air Force Base, uh, Air, Air Base, to the Chinese Communist Party. Is that really who benefits? Has China taken all of these things? This is the problem, Kevin. There are two common denominators to the entirety of this sorry story of wreckage. One is it has been harmful to the United States and the second is 
it has benefited the Chinese Communist Party, without exception. And, you know, being able to operate from Bagram, being able to go after the lithium deposits in Afghanistan, the ability to train Taliban and others with American weapons to go wage jihad against us is all to the benefit of the Chinese communists. Now, one can argue that some of these may be short-sighted steps on their part. Um, you know, arming and training jihadis yeah. can be a problem when you're engaged in genocide against an entire population of Muslims. But on the other hand, this uh, so-called proto-caliphate, the Organization of Islamic Cooperation, just recently brought in the Chinese and, you know, uh, made them welcome at their summit in Pakistan. And scarcely a word was said about the mass murder and other horrors being inflicted on their co-religionists. So I think the Chinese feel that they can engage in this kind of behavior with impunity, as in so many other areas. The only explanation that I can take, you know, Joe Biden holds himself up as, you know, I'm a senator, I was vice president, I love America, I'm Joe Lunchpail, all of that. And yet, that laptop that came out that the New York Times and the Washington Post have both admitted is real, it, you know, the two big glaring stories in there are Ukraine and China both giving enormous amounts of money to Hunter Biden. We're still now gaining access to more and more information. And it's, it's not just Ukraine, and it's not just Ukraine and China, it's Russia as well as others. And the interesting thing is, as we're talking, the uh, guy who has done, I think, an incredibly important job of forensically examining and making accessible not just what was known about the laptop back when the New York Times and the Washington Post and the social media platforms were all ignoring it and suppressing information about it, but also, you know, in the period we were told about, there's more. There's a lot more where that came from. And we're still exhuming it, as I say, and I think we're going to find Joe Biden is corrupt has compromised not only himself and his family, but our country to our mortal enemies. And some of this wreckage is being done at their behest as yeah. well. Well, not only corrupt, but now we've got a question of whether he's capable. Well, that's And, and that's given, all in there unfortunately. too. Yeah, so what we need to talk about, we need to talk about all enemies. You, you talk about the Constitution and protecting against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And in the Biden administration, we see both. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to need to take a break. But when we come back, I want to talk about that concept of all enemies, foreign and domestic. And let's get a little touchy-feely, how that makes you feel when we come back. So, Frank, we're talking about all enemies, foreign and domestic. Run through with us some of the foreign enemies and, and the implications and then some of the domestic. Well, let me just predicate it by saying I swore an oath repeatedly when I was serving in the Senate and then in the executive branch to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That's what you're referring to. And the numbers of those enemies at the moment are legion. The obvious 
and most serious of all, of course, is the Chinese Communist Party. Above everything else. Far and above. Yeah. But what makes it so much so is that the Chinese Communists are now allied with a whole host of other characters. Even some, even some that are their natural enemies. Well, I think that the Russians are frankly going to find themselves at the losing end of a death struggle with the Chinese right. in due course. But for now, they've had a modus vivendi. Putin and Xi are lashed up. Putin, for sure, the junior partner, the Chinese, the dominant one. But it doesn't stop there, of course. You have the North Koreans, you have the Iranians. You have a whole array of despots in Latin America, mm -hmm. most of them out-and-out -out communists now. You have the Pakistanis, you have the Taliban. Uh, you may have the Indians Which is shocking because the border issues, Pakistan, and yet somehow they've caught India where they're not siding with the West against uh, Putin. Well, I think this is the kind of calculation that a lot of countries are making at the moment. Some may go all the way over to joining the enemy camp, but an awful lot of them are just going to sit it out, even nations that have been allied with us, right. because they have now reached the conclusion that it's better to be either America's enemy, or at least not its friend, than to be its ally. And that's a formula for having a lot more enemies or people who are helping your enemies. For all those who complained about President Trump, my perspective, let's get yours. It seems like the stature in the world did not rise with the election of Joe Biden. It fell dramatically, and people at least had some respect for President Trump. Yeah. This was one of the great baits and switches of all time when the Biden team trotted out that they were going to have all these adults and they were going to be the professionals and they were going to be people you could absolutely have confidence in. Yeah. America would have a renewed standing in the world, would be engaged. And so the truth of the matter is, as you say, from the get-go, basically our adversaries as well as our friends were recalculating. We had a weak individual. Many of them had taken his measure in the past as a senator, as a vice president. They knew Joe Biden. Vladimir Putin did not even bother to conceal his utter contempt for the man right. when he was vice president. And Xi Jinping spent a lot of time with him and certainly understood his weaknesses as well as the and fact that he's on the take yeah. to the Chinese communists. But you look at this larger pattern, and that weakness has now been made absolutely manifest. We talked about Afghanistan a moment ago. You can't imagine a more impactful message being sent of, as I say, weakness, irresolution, as well as a seeming determination to make things as bad as they can. You know, the communists have long had the expression, the, the worse the better. They'll benefit from things being as bad as they can be made. That seems to be the script that is being followed by the President of the United States and his team. Yeah, it looks like, I, I, I never thought in, in my lifetime or anyone's lifetime that we would see a more tragic ending uh, to, than Vietnam. Mm. But I think we just did. We did. We haven't seen the full extent of it yet, I fear, because where we took in large numbers of boat people from Vietnam 
who became part of the fabric of America, foreign-born American patriots, I call them, that have enriched us immeasurably with their industry and their love of this right. country and their hard work. We've taken 100,000, maybe 125,000, as best I can tell, mostly unaccompanied military-age males from a Sharia supremacist society, some of whom are out and outright Taliban. We don't know whether there's Al-Qaeda, there's ISIS in the mix. We don't know who these people are. And they've now been distributed all over the United States, moved into our communities. And the moment when they're called to jihad, I think you're going to see, if I can use the expression here, all hell breaking loose. Well, speaking of that, I know you've got a campaign that's going on. We've funded all of this through the Chinese Communist Party. They've, we've been funding them. Tell us about the Mad as Hell campaign. Well, um, with your leadership, Kevin, you've taught me most of what I know about economic warfare, and I'm so grateful to you for that. And that of Roger Robinson, another of our colleagues and heroes, a man who was instrumental to Ronald Reagan's strategy, as you earlier mentioned, of taking down the last totalitarian communist regime that sought our destruction, namely the Soviet Union and the Communist Party that ruled it. Roger and you have helped us understand that, as you said, almost all, I think, of this threat that we now confront, certainly from the Chinese Communist Party, but you would argue from the people they work with and support and enable, has been made possible by some estimates the trillion dollars, At by least. other estimates seven or eight trillion dollars that has been migrated by Wall Street to the Chinese Communist Party through its various front organizations in the form of investments of our money. Our money, for heaven's sakes. And this is what makes it a mad as hell campaign, is they're doing this harm to our country, not with Larry Fink's money or Steve Schwartzman's money or Ray Dalio's money or Vanguard's. Their money and my money. Our money, pension funds, 401k plans, mutual funds, what have you. And the point of this is to say, stop, no more. We must now invest, ideally patriotically, and you're making a significant contribution to that effort, and I want to talk about that when we have a minute. Well, we're, we're going to need to take another break. When we come back, I, I want to drill down a little bit on the mad as hell, where it came from, what you mean by it, and then we'll talk about good solutions. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Do you remember that clip from the 1970s movie Network? I do. That's where this title came from. Oh, t tell us, why does it make you feel that way? It makes me feel that way because, like the guy screaming out the window, yeah. when you realize that people who have essentially sold out our country have made decisions that not only are likely to affect all of our lives and perhaps our survival, certainly as a nation, are doing it mostly without our knowledge, let alone our permission, with the money that we have entrusted to them to invest for us. It, one of the things that, as you may remember, Kevin, I know you remember, that was particularly infuriating was there was a moment during the Trump years 
when these fat cats on Wall Street, Larry Fink among them at BlackRock, were determined to have the money of civil servants and military personnel, veterans and serving, put into a fund that would go into China, into companies like those of the People's Liberation Army itself, building weapons with which to kill some of those same personnel. It, it was just insane. And to his credit, Donald Trump found out about it and said, we're not going to do that. And that was one of the high points of his presidency. It is being reversed. And here's another little fact that most people don't know, Kevin. To make matters not only worse, but to make them even more infuriating, is this has largely been done thanks to a deal that was engineered by, guess who? Then Vice President Joe Biden back in May of 2013. He arranged for these funds to be made available to the Chinese, not just on large volumes, but on a preferential basis. He said, with this deal, that they don't have to meet the same laws and regulations that American companies have to meet to protect the investor right. from fraud and other accounting transgressions and a lack of transparency or bad governance. Well, guess what? They've taken advantage of this massively. And to the great benefit specifically of those fat cats on Wall Street who've made the commissions and the fees and the other sweetheart deals that you know benefit them, but not necessarily their clients. It is crazy making and it must stop. And there are some practical things we believe that can be done to do that. It's not just them, the same group, the Larry Finks, the Black Rocks, all of them. Uh, that group has also been funding the undermining of America domestically. Yes. They've been holding us to high standards that really are impossible in some ways on the environment. They've been pushing social justice, critical race theory. They've been forcing this gender quota agenda, including LGBTQ issues, on American companies. And they're doing it with the force of government now. And that's something else President Trump stopped. The Labor Department had stopped that nonsense, and now the Biden administration's picking it up and running with it and again. the Securities and Exchange Commission. Another reason to be mad as hell Indeed. is that they are hampering our economy at the same time that they're not holding anyone in China to that standard. If it were just hampering, it'd be one thing. They're actually taking it down. Yeah. And again, it goes to the energy sector, for example, another wrecking operation. You asked me earlier about enemies within, and I didn't get to that point. There's, there was such a long list of yeah. enemies on the outside. But we ought to take note of the fact that we have Marxists in this country, and they're doing business under a whole lot of brands. Uh, they're progressives, uh, they're leftists, they're liberals, they're communists. Some self-admitted. They they, uh, some self-professed, like the leaders of Black Lives Matter, yeah. by the way. Some of them are doing business under banners like Black Lives Matter or Antifa. Some of them are democratic socialists. Some of them are Liberation Road and uh, you know, Freedom Road socialist organization. These are, in most cases, though, if not in every case, creatures of the so-called United Front Work Department of the Chinese Communist Party. Those ties are unmistakable and are adding to the danger 
But you're right. You, you look at the, the Green New Deal um, activists, the social justice warriors, the, the critical race theorists, and it goes on and on. They share in common this overarching objective of, well, Barack Obama put a fancy time, term on it. He called it fundamentally transforming America. That means fundamentally destroying it and making it over in the form of uh, either a Chinese communist enterprise or at least one submissive to it. So here's a couple of quick ideas as to what we can do as part of a mad as hell campaign. One is uh, we have a very short, very easy directive that can be sent to people like you used to be, your financial manager, and say, I don't want my money in China. Fix it, or I'm going to take my business elsewhere. Great. You have spawned a fantastically important initiative that can help those financial managers understand how to do that. At no loss in terms of value to their customers, but ideally to invest patriotically instead of in our enemies. I think it's value added. The customer's going to prefer it. 100%. We think that another way to do this is to have federal government, ideally, or at least states, designate or declare the Chinese Communist Party to be what it is, a transnational criminal organization. That means that everybody, whether it's in the financial sector or whether it's in the business sector more generally, who is doing business with them, risks being identified as an accomplice. serious fiduciary risk. It is a Shareholders, board directors, everybody. Exactly right. Another idea which is still in sort of the works, but I think has real promise, is a suit, a class action lawsuit against people who are investing our monies in companies they do not know are fiduciarily sound. That is a way that can immediately chill the appetite for doing this kind of thing. And there are several others, but the point is we can take this back from those who are now using our money to endanger our country. Well, one of the most important things we can do is point out the blatant hypocrisy. Yes. You, you look at Disney, for example, and they've got, they're opposing the law in Florida that, that basically tells you don't, don't sexualize kids under a certain age, really little kids, don't sexualize them. They don't say anything in China about the repression that happens in China or the support of all kinds of other governments that do bad things. Right, and as you say, they will tell us that nothing is more important than the environment and social justice and good governance and they are perfectly prepared to ignore the fact that a country that abhors all of them and actually crushes them, China, is the place that they would like to send our money. We need to appeal to Jesus Christ for his help in this moment, Kevin. Amen. This is a time when I think all things are possible with God is certainly true. And without him, we're in mortal peril. So I'm praying that that we will see our American people finding once again their faith and put it into practice, even if it means they're mad as hell. Yeah. What's going on here? Well, we're mad with hell, and I agree with you totally, Frank, and I thank you. Hey, you know, what we've talked about with Frank will be available in this week's Economic Battle Plan. You can get a free copy at economicwarroom.com. And if you've got a financial advisor, send them to us for training. And if you don't have one, contact us, economicwarroom.com forward slash advisor. 
Remember, what we see as a marketplace, our enemies view as a battle space. This is Kevin Freeman from The Economic 